Valora Energy is an upstream oil and gas company with a clear strategy to add value for shareholders. Now, recently the company announced an acquisition of several assets in the offshore Gulf of Thailand. Joining me today to discuss the news is Valora Energy CEO, Sean Guest. Sean, good morning to you. Giles, good to see you today. Good morning. Sean, as mentioned, Valora's announced an acquisition of several assets in the offshore Gulf of Thailand, and you've described the deal as transformative. What does that really mean, though, for shareholders? Yeah, good question, Jaz. So back at the beginning of last year in 2021, Falura was a small gas producer in Turkey. We had just under a thousand barrels a day equivalent there. And importantly, when we looked at those assets, we really didn't see the growth potential in them. Um, so in 2021, we completed the sale of those assets, and then we started to look for new assets. Um, I'd worked a lot in Southeast Asia, and we kind of came back here. And this year, in 2022, we've actually announced two separate acquisitions in the Gulf of Thailand, and this most recent one being very significant. And what it means that when we close this deal in Q1 next year and restart one of the fields that we acquired earlier in the year, we should be producing about 25,000 barrels a day of oil and have about 30 million barrels of reserves. And that should yield about 30 million in pre-tax cash flow a month. So you can see a very significant change from where we were before. And importantly, we've done this without any dilution shareholders. We've been able to do it without getting, issuing new shares. So very exciting for our shareholders, how we've moved from that small gas producer in Turkey to now be one of the most significant players in Thailand. It certainly sounds significant. Um, how do you intend to finance the deal? Well, the upfront consideration is actually very modest at just about $10 million. And then there are contingent payments of up to $50 million in upside oil price. So with the low upfront payment and with Valura's cash position at the end of last quarter, we can actually fund the actual acquisition price ourselves. Now, we have uh, established a partnership with Trafigura. Uh, they provided us with a facility to back us up so that could be up to $80 million we've been able to draw. But where we're looking at with these assets right now is we don't really see that there'll be a requirement for long-term debt. Um, but we do, it's good to have it there and available should we need it as we go forward to try and close the deal or in some early working capital issues. So debt is really not a big part of the deal either. So no dilution to shareholders, effectively no debt, and assets that cash flow 30 million per month. Is there a catch? Yeah. Um, that's a question we're getting a lot. And uh, as we've talked to shareholders since announcing the deal, it does come up as to what are we missing? Um, but no, there really isn't a catch. And when we were looking at new opportunities uh, a couple of years ago, what we really saw was a lot of the large international companies are under pressure to really transition their portfolio. And what it means is that globally, a lot of very significant assets are actually coming onto market that the sellers are motivated to sell. And this is one of these cases where you had a seller who the, this portfolio was not fitting in with what they were looking to do going forward. Um, and in effect, it's only approximately 6% of their global production. So for them, it wasn't a big issue. But for Valura, this was a, just what we were looking for, a very significant asset, um, very high cash flow, and a lot of growth potential. And to add on top of that, it actually came with a full 
working business unit team in Thailand that have been delivering extremely good results. So this is really what we were looking for, was this type of opportunity. Great. Um, what about decommissioning obligations? Are you taking any big liabilities up with these assets? Yes. No, honestly, we are. We do take on the abandonment liabilities that come with these three assets. And that would be the same as, you know, acquiring assets around the world. Normally, you are taking on those abandonment liabilities. But how we're looking to manage those strategically is the first step is the Gulf of Thailand is a fantastic place for being able to add on to add reserves and add production and fields. And that's what we see with the fields that we've just acquired is Every year they tend to produce about half of their proven reserves. And yet every year at the end of the year, those reserves are about the same level. And what this means is each year they're able to find enough new oil, bring on enough new production that you're not seeing that decline in the reserves. Now, it's not magic. It's not going to go on forever. There are future abandonment liabilities, but we believe these assets are very well positioned to keep pushing those out into the future and then yield the extra cash that's gonna come from that interim period before there. And that's how we're well set up. And really the second part of the strategy is the Gulf of Thailand, um, a lot of fields are getting near the end of life where you've got thousands of offshore well and hundreds of platforms. And you're just seeing the commencement now of the abandonment of those. So what you're gonna see is costs coming down as new contractors come into play. And we're seeing examples where one of the main producers offshore Thailand in 2021, they actually abandoned approximately 1,500 offshore wells. They were getting to the point where a single crew could abandon three wells in one day. And that's the type of ways you're going to get efficiencies back in and drive the cost of abandonment down. Not doing it as a one-off, but it's almost like a manufacturing process. Sure. Okay. So is the plan for the assets then to keep rates flat or are there now growth opportunities in the portfolio as well? Yeah. Keeping the production flat would, for us, would still be an extremely good outcome. Mm -hmm. But no, we do see that in the portfolio we have in Thailand now, there are actually organic growth opportunities. Um, in the assets we've just acquired, there's a Nong Yao field, where there's a new field extension that's planned to be developed in 2023. And that'll take the production of that field up from about 8,100 barrels a day net to us to over 11,000 barrels a day net to us. So that's a good opportunity. Um, in the assets we acquired earlier this year, Rossicon Field, we're looking at trying to take a final investment decision on that in the coming month to then look to have first oil in about uh, 20, 20, Q4 2023. So another development there. And we've announced already that the Wasana Field, we've got a rig coming in Q2 to do some further infill drilling. So no, organically, there's lots of potential still within these assets. But given the cash flow that's coming, we may see also other growth opportunities in the region that we'll be looking at. Sounds great. Okay. Talking to me today was Sean Guest, the CEO of Falora. Sean, thanks for joining Director's Talk today. Thank you very much, Charles.